144, verse 1. This is morning. I'm going to bring something. I hope you get up to you. I've debated whether to preach or teach today. teaching, so try to dig into the Word of God. Teaching is very essential to us, and I have been enjoying our teaching of lately. I feel like it's been very profitable to us. And in, in preaching, I found out through the years that I may address something, but you move on so quickly until it's hard to establish teaching has more, more room to establish and I think it's so needful for us I'll tell you from years of my experience I feel like the church has needed more of any one thing it was teaching just good old solid sound teaching because I've seen some young men grow up and they were confused and it, it bothered me. It made me question myself. It made me question my approach, Brother Dennis. It made me question whether I had spent enough time establishing, preach it, address it, and move on. But teaching kind of drives the nail to a sure place. We need it. Said my people were taken into captivity, wasn't it? For a lack of knowledge. You get that exactly right. But that's the reason they went into bondage. For lack of knowledge. And there's things that we're fighting today, struggling. We need to know. We need to know the reason. It's very necessary that we do. And, uh, I will tell you, I love the saints. Of the congregation, the church, but it's important that we all speak pretty close to the same thing and believe just pretty close to the same thing. So the way you do that is you have to define some things, some lines, some truths, some principles. Amos saw a plumb line, didn't he? plumb line in the midst of his people. And it was judgment. It's where God had brought it to. That's really necessary to us to have that. And that's not really the direction I'm going today, but I do. I have been enjoying our teaching. Especially the next generation. They need to get things established. Get it settled in their heart. I would not have known much. You know, I, who was it? The other day, I was so amazed. They told me a certain person that we know he was illiterate. I'm saying that right. He can't write his name. He can't read a book. But he's functioned pretty good in life. I can't remember who it was. I was just really surprised at it. But I would not be able to if there hadn't been a teacher. Somebody set me down and just taught me. Taught me to write. Taught me my ABCs. Taught me to read. And it's been very beneficial to me. 
the limited amount I've had. But I'm sure glad I can read and write. But it would come through teaching. And, uh, it's very necessary for the church to have it. So let's love the Word of God. Psalms 144, verse 1. Blessed be the Lord, my strength, which teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. From this setting of verse today, this was David, sweet psalmist of Israel, praising God for being his strength. And uh, I'm glad for the strength of God. It is He that has strengthened us to the battle, the challenges of life. And uh, if God don't put strength in us, we're not able within ourselves. And as I teach today, I want to teach on learning how to fight, and uh, teach of my hands to fight. There is something that, there is a battle, a warfare that we must all learn to do war and fight. But it's not in our own strength. You must remember that. And as I teach today, I may teach areas that looks like we're just taking it on ourselves and doing it, but Blessed be the Lord, my strength. Don't ever forget that. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor. But remember, the Lord is my strength. And if I get to trying to fight, battle, war against the enemy of my soul, in my own self, I can never do it. I'll fall, I'll get weak in battle, I'll throw up my hands and quit. I'll be a defeated person. But David said he teaches my hands to war. So every individual, every person, every child of God, it's very necessary that we be taught to fight. natural we teach our children don't be a contender don't be a scrapper and don't fight be timid stay out of trouble don't approach conflict and don't be violent don't throw blows and cause physical harm don't fight we teach our children that been around families that they loved to scrap and fight and they thought it was fun but I never did and I don't know every, every family is different my father-in-law he just loved to take you on and his family was that way I, he was pastoring a church at, at Mount Tabor and he loved to tell about old Danny Wright coming out there and there in the camp, mate, tell them I'm fixing to whoop you before I leave. I'm going to whoop you before I leave. And so before it was over, they got in the living room, and they they went at it. And they just loved it. And had a good time doing it. And uh, he still likes to tell, hey, whooped him. Well, I never did like it. They put me in a headlock. They punched me in the nose. It hurt. And I didn't like it. But there is conflicts in life. In this warfare, 
when you got saved, you may not know the, the extent of it, the gravity of it, but you entered into a battlefield. When you got saved, you'd come off of the devil's ground and came on to the winning side. But you've got to know how to fight. It's very necessary that you do. And for reason of lack of knowing how, my fingers to fight, my hands to do war. And there's a terminology in warfare and it's called hand-to-hand -hand combat. And you know, they've got all kinds of, of weapons that takes care of the enemy at distance. And uh, missiles, tanks, guns. But David said he teaches my hands to fight. And I want to talk to us today about an individual warfare. Personal. You and the devil. Me and the devil. And that's the warfare that I battle with so much. I'm glad the church is a mighty army made up of soldiers. And uh, I hope we're all, I hope we're all feel enlisted in this mighty army of God. I hope that you consider yourself a part of the army. But it's made up of individual soldiers. Are you a soldier? Do you feel like you're a soldier? Have you been studying war? Do you know how to fight? Amen. The devil has defeated many good people. And the, the warfare has overcome many good people. All because they did not understand the battle. They didn't understand the war. And when it come against them, they didn't know how to contend against it, fight against it, strive against it until you overcome it. David said he teaches my hands to fight. I want to bring you a portion here in Exodus and draw out and use for a starting point here, Exodus 13 and 17. The Bible said it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go. God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that way was near. For God said, that's pre-adventure the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. The children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. They went up harnessed. They had on their armor. They had as much as what they could possess. But the Bible said he led them not by the way of the Philistines. Lest when they seen war, they would repent turn back. God knew that they weren't ready for the Philistines, for their enemy. He knew they weren't yet capable. They didn't yet know how to do war. They were a group that had been suppressed under Pharaoh and come out from under him, but they weren't ready for the Philistines yet. And so God led them 
by the way of the Red Sea. And in doing that, it was Pharaoh's army. It was the Egyptians that pursued hard after them. And uh, they would have overcome them. But God knew they weren't ready for war yet. And teaching today, I'd like to tell you that God wants to teach us how to fight. But he won't let the battle get too severe. He cares that much about his children. And uh, when you get saved, I'm so glad the Lord knows our frame and knows how frail we are. And he really cares about the warfare. He directs the battle. And uh, he could have just marched them off into the Philistines. And that battle been so severe because they didn't know how to fight. He said they'll repent and turn back. So he led them by the way of the Red Sea. They saw God work in their lives. And he was teaching them, if you'll let me help you. If you'll get confidence in me, if you'll believe in the Lord, your God, he will help you fight your battles. You believe that? We need to observe how God helps us. We need to know the Lord brought us out of Egypt and the Lord is able to take us all the way to the promised land. But he teaches us. And at the Red Sea, the enemy pursued them. The Red Sea was before them. And these Israelites were scared to death. They were afraid. Just to put it like it was. They didn't know how to fight. When they saw Pharaoh and his chariots, his iron chariots, pursuing after them, they were all afraid. And they all were wanting to go back. And God knew they weren't ready for battle. I want to reach in the to the younger folks, if I could, married couples today. God knows the battle, knows the struggles, but He wants you to get equipped. He wants you to get prepared. He wants you to get strong. And in doing so, He helps you when you're weak. He helps you when you're barely on your feet. Amen. But he wants us to get stronger. He wants us to start engaging our enemy. He wants us to start putting on some armor. He really wants us to get in the warfare. Not hold back and say, I'm, I'm weak. I can't. He wants to teach me how to fight. Amen. And uh, it's not in the nature of most of us be aggressive, to be valiant, to be violent. Just take it and go to battle. Fight the devil with all your heart. Our nature is to back up and hope the battle will leave me alone. Stay away from me. But sooner or later, it's going to come to you. And you're going to have to know how to fight. It'll come to your marriage. It'll come to your children. It'll come to you as an individual. Somebody may say something about you. Did you know that's all it takes to knock some people off their feet? 
because they don't know how to do war. They don't know how to fight. And somebody accused you of lying. Somebody really told a lie on you. And that's why they're lost today. It's the church's fault. It's the pastor's fault. It's how he treated it. All because they didn't know how to fight. Amen. That's right. They may get saved, sanctified, and get the Holy Ghost, but not know their enemy and how to contend with it. It's hard to believe, isn't it? You can have weapons like this. Ephraim being armed and carrying bows. They didn't know how to fight, Brother Andrew. And they turned back in the day of battle. My God's gave you so much. But oh, the battle's hard. Yes, it's hard at times. But be a good soldier. Amen. They got to the Red Sea and God led them by the wave. He showed them a miracle. He delivered mightily for them. And all of it was a lesson in learning. If you believe me and trust me, and I'm amazed that Moses stood there with that rod and stretched it out and said, stand still. I want to teach you something. God's your strength. God's your help. When you go into battle, you don't be afraid of your enemy. Look to God and take, take up your armor. Amen. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And he told them this word, David. He said, the enemy you see today, you'll see no more. Oh, I like that. When God gives total victory, I don't fight that battle no more. God gave me victory over it. And that next day when the red the walls of the water fell down, and the bodies of all of them Egyptians and all of Pharaoh's army was lying upon the seashore. Amen. They seen it for themselves. Our God is a man of war. Our God's able to take care of all of my enemy. Amen. It looks like they'd have left that Red Sea that day. And never worried about anything of facing them. Looks like they would have. Amen. And God intended for them to get a hold of that. What all has God done for you in your past? What all has God delivered for you? I mean, you could have never got rid of your own sins. That was Pharaoh. That was effects of Egypt. God delivered you from sin. Saved you from it. By faith it happened, and he gave you victory over all your sins. That's the Red Sea we come across. And God's teaching us how to fight. Amen. If God can deliver me and save me from sin, he can keep me from sin, can't he? Amen. If he saved me and delivered me from that sin, if I fall short somewhere, he'll forgive me again, won't he? But did you know many a people that stumbled and failed? They gave up because they didn't know how to fight. Faith failed them. But you got to put on the armor. You got to learn to fight. A lot of our battles, so personal, the things that nobody else knows about. 
Maybe the companion, maybe not. They get so real to us and so severe. And there ain't nobody can win that battle but you. And God can help you to do it. But you can't just sit back and think it'll get better and hope it'll go away. You've got to learn to do war. Amen. you got to learn to go to battle with it. Take it up and fight it. And if you will, God will deliver. Every time. I believe that, don't you? Amen. So David said he teaches my hands to fight. Oh, I hope the preacher will preach it down. Brother Andrew will get a hold of it until it just sets me free. Come on, Brother Andrew, fight for me. Pull it down on me. I'm in a battle. I'm sinking. He teaches my hands to fight. Amen. You're a soldier. Every one of us. Amen. Look around. Can you say it? I'm a soldier. say it pretty good. We got battles to fight. And there ain't nobody going to fight it for you. <laughs> oh, teach me how. My hands to fight. My fingers to war. Until, amen. You remember the story of David going out, facing Goliath? The Bible tells us that there was a great champion, Goliath, Champion of the Philistines that roared out. You remember what his what his challenge was? Brother Dustin, you paid attention to me this morning, aren't you? What was Goliath's challenge to the Israelites? What was he telling them? Remember it? Send me a man to fight. Give me a man. Send somebody that knows how to fight over here. This big old Goliath, somewhere around nine to ten foot tall. He was looking for a man. I'm telling you, God wants his church to be soldiers. The church of the living God will triumph when everybody in it is soldiers of the Lord. Now this Philistine had the church at bay and it was defiant. The church was at a standstill. Nobody knew what to do about it. Amen. I say it that way. Services is dry, slow. Nobody getting saved. Nobody getting experiences. Nobody getting help. There's been a few times like that. Hope it's not many. But what we've got to have. Somebody that knows how to fight. And I'd love to reach out to this young married group that's here today. Mr. Myron, you've been a great blessing to us. Sister Vita, you've been a great blessing to us. Mom was a great blessing. We can just keep naming it. Good old saints. Amen. Sister Rita, Sister Gail, these elders. Hey, Joyce is not here. But they have been such soldiers, carried the burden, 
and knew how to fight. And when the church has been defied, I'm talking in trouble. They didn't sit back and go to saying it's the pastor's fault, it's the deacon's fault, something wrong with this church. Go with me this morning, ain't you? Are you a soldier? Are you a grumbler? You a complainer? Are you a soldier? You just imagine some soldiers getting a word of grumbling. It's all because Saul's a whim. Saul won't go out and face Goliath. Might have been true. I guess it was. The truth was they was all hiding. Amen. The Goliath, that adversity, that challenger, that antichrist spirit, that spirit of the world, of the hour, said, send me a man to fight. Amen. Little David stepped out went to see about his brother. You know the story how he came to the host. They were all hid in caves and dens of the earth, scared to death. Amen. The Bible said he approached them and the Bible, let me read it for you here. Very familiar. 32nd verse. Please, what I'm looking for. Oh, what we have here. Chronicles, 1 Samuel 17. I hope you'll stay with me this morning. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him. Thou art but a youth. He's a man of war from his youth. And that seems to be one thing that's been a hindrance, it's been something we've hid behind, it's been something we use as an excuse. I'm too young. I'm a youth. And I don't know. I don't know the battle like some of the others. That was actually Saul's opinion of David. But you're not too young. You're of age. If you're saved, you're ready to go to battle. And we need you. That you must be willing to. David said to Saul, thy servant kept his father's sheep. There came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. I went after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he rose up against me, I caught him by his beard. Smote him and slew him. He teaches my hands to fight. It was a lion and it was a bear. Had come up against David as just a young lad. And God came upon David. And he took him, he took him by his own hands. He teaches my hands to fight. That smaller battle that trial, that test, you may not know it, but God's teaching you something. It seems big at the time, but there's a Goliath facing you, and it's going to be much more severe. I'd love to tell you the battle gets easier, but it don't. Things get harder as life progresses, 
the hour gets darker. I'm being honest with you. Amen. Now what what the general would stand in front of the Amen the soldiers and tell them the battle's gonna be easy and God's just gonna deliver every time and it's gonna I mean you're gonna go sweeping through, shouting your way through. No, no, you'll learn from these little trials, these smaller things that's come to you. How are you doing? Did you take him by the hand and slay it? Or did it discourage you so bad until you just don't know if you can go through with it? Now stay with me this morning. Amen. Oh, to teach my hands to fight. Amen. He took that lion and that bear by the hand and slew him. God delivered me out of that. He's a teaching little David how to fight. You go to your prayer closet and that accuser comes against your mind just telling you there ain't nothing to what you got and God's not with you. Come on, stay in there and fight that. The great battles are won on your knees. Amen. After a while, you'll come out of that place and you'll be able to stand up in the congregation somewhere and tell them God's with us. How do you know God's with us? We win the battle. How do you know you win? Because one day, I can tell you about a time I got victory and God put strength in me. Amen. He, got, he anointed me to pray. He liberated me and gave me victory over my own flesh. Amen. Teaches my hands to fight. Amen. And David said this Philistine should be as one of them. David said, more with the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion, paw of the bear, he'll deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Saul armed David with his armor and put on a helmet of brass upon his head. Also, he armed him with a coat of makeup. David girded the sword upon his arm, girded his sword upon his armor, and he essayed to go, for he had not proved it. David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I've not proved them. David put them off of him. He took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook, put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had even in a script, and a sling in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. Amen. Some things that I have proved. I know it works. I'm confident in it. I know how the Lord has helped me before, teaching me to fight. And all I need, he took him five smooth stones out of the brook, put them in the shepherd's bag, and a sling in his hand. Amen. David, you are no match for this. There is no way that you can prevail against this giant. But David believed in what he had, didn't he? Do you believe in what you got? Are you confident in your armor? Do you believe in your prayer? Or not? Do you believe in your knowledge of the power of the Word of God? 
or not. If not, you gotta learn to fight. You don't have to learn to. Amen. You need to get skillful at it. We've got a we got a church. I'm gonna be easy. But this church is facing an hour of deception like it's never been. And my question today is, who's able to make war against it? Amen. If not, you're going to be lost on the battlefield because I didn't believe in my armor. I didn't know how to fight against it. It got to coming in on me. It was so confusing. I was so mind-boggled. I mean, they looked like us. It confused me. Did you know there's a lot of people lost today because they don't have the ability to fight against it? Amen. Does the Spirit of God come upon you? Does the Holy Ghost move you enough until it lets you know this is the way and this is the will of God? Oh, be a good soldier. You'll have to have that type of armor. You'll have to know how to fight that. Or it will prevail against you after a while. Amen. What general would stand up, Brother Andrew, and tell him, it's going to be easy. We'll just take it by ease. We're going to just trod down our enemies. I'd rather tell you something's going to die in this battle. And your brother may fall right beside you. And the only reason you don't fall is because you were more skillful in battle than he was. It wasn't that his battle was harder than yours. Amen. It was that you knew how to take on your enemy. You knew how to get aggressive with him. You knew how to go to prayer and fast and pray until God brought you victory over it. Amen. Oh, help me to know how to fight. Everybody gets discouraged at times. But let me tell you, you've got to know how to fight against that. Amen. I hope I can toughen somebody up this morning. That little sissy wimp is so discouraged, down, got his head down, been there for a long time, just don't know if he can make it. I guess there's women in our military today, isn't it? There's gay and lesbians in the military today, isn't it? There's cross-gender. How do you say that? Transgender. I hear they can't get medical support. But they're in our military today. I'm telling you, they wouldn't take much heat at all. America's not ready for a civil war. No way. They haven't done much war. They just got a job, basically. They're not ready for real war. I can assure you that. But I'm worried about the church. 
I'm worried about the church. Are you really ready? Are you really learning how to fight? I'm telling you, today's when you need to be learning. Don't wait till the war's upon us. It's coming. We have our battles. But now's when we learn to fight. Amen. Teach us my hands to fight. I learned to overcome it. Got strength over it. And God enabled you. And he gave you more strength. Every time you win a battle, brother and sister, every time you win a battle, you get stronger. You get more knowledge of it. But every time you lose a battle and the enemy comes in on you, it's a lesson. It should be a lesson. It's not defeat. But I need more. I need to get more. Amen. I need more power with God. To be able to overcome all of my enemies. Amen. Praise God. So, uh, Paul told Timothy, said, be a good soldier. Be a good soldier. Amen. That's really the, that should be the goal and the aim of every one of us. Is to be a good soldier. And uh, I'm concerned today that my meditation of the warfare, my seriousness about it is not what it needs to be, to be able to be a good soldier. 1 Timothy 1 and 18, this charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. Amen. Charging his son, younger men, younger sisters, younger ladies, that thou mightest be a good soldier and war a good warfare. Amen. I watch us at times at church in the service and I can tell you who knows how to fight and who don't. right because the battle lines are drawn in the realms of the spirit in many services and if you don't know how to do battle do war it's hard we just back off and we give ground we give ground but there are those that are learning to fight press into it push it a little bit then the devil accuses you of being a smart man. Then the devil accuses you of being really out front, bold. So the girls just won't come out around the altar. I mean, there's a lot of pressure out there, right? Amen. We're needing soldiers. Because there's a battle raging. Every service, who's going to fight? Who's going to win? Who's giving in? How, how's the song go? Who's going to lose and who's going to win? Amen. Somebody that's been a praying 
and fasting and calling on the help of God and been doing war at home in the closet will come to church and at times break the service. At times break the bond. Their soldiers will get up and testify at times and you can feel deliverance come. Their soldiers may just walk around the altar with their hand up and the spirit breaks. They're a soldier. Amen. Oh, you got to learn to fight. If you don't learn to contend with the little things, the small battles, amen, after a while the battle gets harder and you're not ready for it and it'll cause defeat. It'll cause loss to you and your family. But if you will now put on the armor of God, amen, be a good soldier, amen, fight a good warfare, I will if it comes to me, I just hope the Lord don't send me any trials, I'm enlisted as a soldier, this mighty army man, marching out to battle, Got my weapons in my hand. <laughs> Woo! Oh, we're on a battlefield. Souls at stake. Dying lost all around us. We've got soldiers. Hey. Oh, help me this morning, God. Praise God. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty through God. Amen. I want to get you one verse here right quick in Romans. Kind of express the warfare, the hand-to-hand -hand combat. That's what I'm trying to teach more on today. Romans 7 and 18. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, well, it's no good thing. For to will is present with me, how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. For if I do that I would not, it's no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find in a law that when I would do good, evil's present with me. I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Where is sin? Sin's on the shelves at the bookstore, right? Sin's at the liquor store, right? Sins in the depths of that cell phone, right? That ain't where sin's at. Sin is in my members. My eyes, my ears, my mind, thoughts, my hands. That's what brings sin to me. 
And I've got to have hands and fingers that knows how to fight against it. I've got to know my enemy, and it's my flesh. Lord, I like what you said the other day, and I've studied it. I don't think you're all right, but you ain't all wrong. I can't hardly separate my flesh and the devil. I mean, the devil's out there. We know that. But sin is in my members. And that's the devil. So separate it. I'm fighting my own flesh. My own makeup. My own will. Amen. And if I don't know how to do war against it, it will overcome my heart. Amen. The good that's in me. Oh, the desire to do good. I need to know how to war against this. Because it's warring against my mind. Trying to bring me into captivity. So I've got to know how to war against it. Amen. The Bible said, keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. I've got to guard my heart. And I've got to guard it by putting myself under. I've got to win against my own flesh. And the only way I can do it is to know how to fight it. If you're carnal and you like carnality and you want to live there, you can't be a soldier. Amen. You ain't fit for nothing. You'll probably cause the church trouble. Amen. Because they're contrary one to the other. My flesh will. Let me just put it there. My flesh will cause it trouble. I don't understand the warfare. It's with confused noise. But I've got to have the Spirit of God ruling my life. And if I don't, I'm, I'm subject to defeat. There's no way I can be a victor without the Spirit of God enables me to overcome my flesh. So in my members, there's adultery. Hello. In Aaron. Fornication, but uh, married. Young man, young lady, in your members, in your makeup, your Adam nature, brother Lyndon, is adultery. You'll battle them thoughts. Those feelings will come to you. You'll have those thoughts driving down the road. You'll have to know how to fight that. It don't mean you're a sinner because you had that thought. But if you don't get it under, it'll war against your soul. It'll bring you back into condemnation. It'll make an all-out sinner out of you. If I don't know how to fight against this, oh, teach me. You ought to know how to fight. Amen. So, submit yourselves therefore unto God. Submit to God. Obey the Lord. And you can resist the devil. You can resist those thoughts. 
you can't in yourself. Thanks be to God that gives me strength and teaches my hands to fight, my fingers to war. I feel help this morning teaching. Amen. God, you've got to help me. I want to tell you, young man, when you have those feelings in your members, whatever they are, whatever it is that's coming in on you, you got to get to crying out, help me, God. Give me strength, God. Show me how to win this. It's not the will of God that you just keep battling that thought. It's not the will of God you just keep hanging out there and contending right there. There's victory over that. There's a way to win the battle until you've got peace ruling in your heart. Amen. Against the members of my own flesh. That's what I'm warring. It's the greatest battle. It's hand-to-hand combat. No fight can win that war for you, that battle. Amen. Nobody else. I wish it could be. But if you can learn and win that battle, become a soldier that is prepared for every good work. Ready to go to battle now. God being on our side. Amen. Second Corinthians. And before we part over here, hope you'll stay with me this morning. I'm not trying to bore you, but I'm sure enjoying teaching. I hope you'll give me a little more time. Our attention span sometimes is limited, and I understand that. I'll try not to go too long, but you're fixing to face a battle like you've never faced in your life. You're fixing to encounter things that you've never encountered before. Part of it just comes with the territory. Starting families, getting married, starting families, children. The only reason a lot of marriages are together today because somebody knew how to go to battle. Fasted and prayed, submitted to God, obeyed the will of God, and kept seeking God until after a while, God turned the battle. It's different now. It hadn't been for a good soldier, a husband or a wife, whichever it was, the home would be broken. Amen. The companion would be gone. But somebody knew how to fight. You got to learn. Amen. Children will grow up after a while, and it'll take on a whole new realm. The battle changes. Amen. I can tell you, the man, I remember standing in the driveway at the house when I was about 15 years old, 14. He had four children. He had four children. Wife was such a blessing that he was carnal. Everybody here knows him, so he's not here today. <laughs> he don't live around here anymore. But mom was a fasting praying for the children, dad, that they'd be saved. And conversation was brought up some way. I think it might have been because one wasn't doing too good. He said, I'll tell you how it is. It's an individual affair. 
He said, there's nothing you can do to cause your children to want to serve God. And he had a whole line. It's, it's up to the individual. And mom, your, your mom needs to just trust the Lord with it. Let God work it all out. Everything's going to turn out like it's going to turn out. That was his, basically his words. All four of his children are far from God today. Been in prison, jail, whatever. Didn't turn out too good. Nobody knew how to do war. Didn't go to battle. I know there's things that are not like we wish it was among us in a lot of ways. But I want to tell you, there's something about a soldier. Somebody that knows how to do battle. God will honor that. It has turned the back many times. If it hadn't have been for a praying mom and a praying dad, there's been there would be many in hell right now. Hello. But somebody stayed before God. Hey. Oh, teach my hands to fight. The battle will come in on you someday. You'll be tempted to throw your hands up. Say, ain't nothing I can do to change it. Oh, yes it is. Oh, yes it is. Amen. I feel like teachers. Amen. We'll share it. I guess while I'm right here. God gives you children in your home. Where's my young married couples? God puts children in your home. You're there in God's stead to those children. And you've got a place in the hearts and lives of those children real close to God. Real close. Amen. Amen. What did he say about Moses? He said he made him a Lord unto us. However that was, but I mean God was just with him. God was working through him. And he had a direct channel with God. It's like God spoke to him and to them. Amen. Dad and mom, that's the place you hold with your children. Amen. Amen. If things are going wrong, God cares about it. You can touch the heart of God and God touch the heart of the child and change the heart because it's the will of God for your children to be saved. Amen. Be tempted to get frustrated. It'd be tempted to throw your hands up and say, I give up. But no, go to war. Talked to me four or five years ago. Met him at a fellowship meeting. And I had just come through a hard place with one of my children. And God had turned me. I mean, it was after months and months. But we didn't give up. We didn't quit. Amen. Don't quit. Don't give up. But if I could tell these young married folks... Right now, God's teaching your hands to fight, your fingers to war. When you go to the bedroom and it's hard to pray, and the devil's telling you all those things, and you're giving in to that and backing off, you're not going to be ready for it. You're not really going to be prepared for it. You've got to learn to do war now. 
until there's victory in your home, victory in your life. I'm talking today. Victory in a young marriage home. Praise God. Not given to the flesh. Not fooling with things that's unrighteous. Not falling under condemnation and praying back out under it, from under it. That's not where we're at. Amen. We've learned to do war. God's helping us to fight this and giving us strength over it. Amen. The brother met me and told me his daughter had left home and didn't know where she was. He was so heartbroken. And if I understand it right, the police finally got involved, helped him track her down through a cell phone. She didn't want to come home. He was so heartbroken. And I remember sharing my testimony with him. With Andrew, I felt the Lord impressed me to do it. And I shared with him what I just shared with you a while ago. You've got a place with your children and a place with God that nobody else has. And if you'll get before God, he'll turn that for you and bring her home. It's the will of God. She'll be in your home and be saved. And if you will, God will. Pretty strong, isn't it? Pretty strong. It was about a year to year and a half later, he called me one day and said, Brother Aaron, I've had you on my mind today. And I taught Sunday school this morning. And I taught on the lesson of getting it before God until God turns it. And he said, I told him of where my daughter was at and what shape I was in and shared with them what you told me. She's in church today. She's married. You got a family. And I wanted to tell you, it worked. It worked. But oh, it's a battle. Amen. I don't know where it's all at. I ain't here. I'm just telling you, God is a man of war. God is our captain. God's got power enough. If I can believe Him, if I can get it before Him, He can do anything. You believe that? Amen. Not to will of God for there to be one child lost out of any family here. It's going against the will of God. The devil will do his best. But if God be for us, praise God, he'll send another revival. He'll send another message. Turn that heart and bring them in. I believe that. Don't you? Amen. Now, I, I have felt that there's a place after they're out of my home, there's a place I have felt it changes with me. It may be my faith, but in my home, amen. God will help you fight that battle. God will learn to do war. Amen. David lamented over the death of Saul and Jonathan. The archers that hit them slew them. They died in battle. David lamented and said, Teach Judah the use of the bow. Amen. I really believe he felt like the reason they fell in battle, they weren't skillful enough. They weren't, they weren't enough skill and knew enough about the archery. 
They weren't equipped to go against what they met in battle. Amen. Teach them the use of prayer. Teach them the use of fasting. Moms and dads, you've got to be a fasting. Amen. Jesus' disciples came to him and said, Was it, Why does John, I'm trying to get it here, why did thy disciples not fast? And John taught his disciples to fast. And he said, While the bridegroom's with you, it's different, but said the days will come, the bridegroom will be taken, and ye also will have to fast. And he told them of the child that had the, the devil. He said, This kind cometh not, but by prayer and fasting. Are you with me this morning? There's some things that don't come any other way. And it's such a powerful weapon. It's something God honors. God gets in it, takes notice of it. It breaks down powers and principalities. Many a time, there were strongholds that had built up. Somebody got to fasting and praying, and God tore it down because they knew how to do more. Amen. Teach Judah the use of it. You got to learn how. You remember those? I forget it. They were they were uh, Israelites. I forget what uh, what group it was. Benjamin, maybe. You told how many of them could sling a stone within a hair's breadth and hit the target, right-handed or left-handed. They were so skillful in the warfare. They could take the sling, sling it within a hair's breadth and hit it every time. That was their weapon. And they were capable of overcoming the enemy. I mean, they had God on their side. But they had weapons. And the way they overcome those Philistines and the Amalekites and Amorites, on and on, is because they had weapons in their hand. And they were skillful at it. David had mighty men. Those mighty men were valiant men. Amen. They were so valuable to David until he named three of them, the three mighties. Amen. And when he was in the cave of Dulam and needing a drink, those three mighty men broke through the host, brought him back a drink. Amen. All because somebody knew how to fight and do war. Be a good soldier. Amen. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to get it all in today, but thank God strengthen us. 2 Corinthians, I want to read for you. 10th chapter. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. I told you a while ago. It's spiritual. It's a spiritual warfare. Amen. They're not carnal, but mighty through God. To the pulling down, strongholds. I think that right there, that verse alone, is enough to swing out on the promises and believe God for any battle that you face. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down Anything that's built up in your life, in your family, in the church, God can pull it down. Don't you believe that? Amen. I want to tell you, the devil will move right into this congregation if we allow it. He'll build up strongholds. 
He'll hold, he'll hold back and cause it as long as he can. And if it hadn't been for good soldiers, it'd be much different with our church today. But somebody had been able to fight, able to go to war, casting down imaginations. They say that's the biggest nation in the world. Fight that more than probably anything. I wonder what all's been imagined while I've talked this morning. I'm saying that because of me. He said that because he knew I was here. It's a lie, but it's a battle, and it's as real as the shoes you put on your feet. Amen. And it has caused many, caused many to fall, caused many to be offended and turn back. Amen. Told about the two men that had been a fussing, two neighbors. They didn't know what they was fussing over. But they finally had a duel. What they call it, a duel on the city square. One drew his arms and the other drew his. One shot the other. It was all over, they hugged necks. They was crying, broken. The one said, I thought you hated me. The other said, I thought you hated me. And they both said, no, I didn't hate you. I thought you hated me. Amen. The imagination. It's huge. It's terrible. But did you know the Spirit of God transforms a man's mind until he thinks different? And the Word of God will come and it will get his mind to thinking so strong until the imagination is just put down. All that's tore down, it's gone. Been many held in a stronghold, all because not being able to do war. Casting down the imagination, every high thing exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Brings into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Hand-to-hand combat. Our thoughts, what runs through my mind, what works on me. My weapons, mighty through God, able to bring every thought into obedience unto Christ. When my obedience is fulfilled, when I do what God wants me to do, when I please God, it's a strong weapon, obedience is. If you'll obey God, do the will of God, He will quench those thoughts. He will put it bad. He holds it off. You know, I can't hold the devil off of me. I can't keep oppression off of me. I can't keep thoughts from coming to me. But if I can please God, be obedient to God, He'll bring every thought. He brings my thoughts into obedience. He wins that for me through God. Amen. Having a readiness to revenge all disobedience, your obedience is fulfilled. I know I'm holding on today. I guess I need to find an end to it. But are you a soldier?
My question to you today, are you a soldier on the battlefield? Have you put on the armor, the whole armor of God? You need to read that, but I'm not going to take time. But are you meditating on the battle? Are you studying war? Or are you just worried about how it's going with you? Do you know how to overcome it? Are you taking it to God? Give me strength over this, God. Amen. There are those that live with minds of defeat. They live a life of defeat, subjected to the wiles of the devil, all because, Brother Stan, they don't know how to do war. It's the will of God that we come to church on Sunday morning. Victory in our soul. Amen. Wednesday night. Saturday night, Sunday night, victory in our soul. Amen. All through the day, God's ruling and reigning. All because we've been a good soldier. Amen. Brother Reagan, I love the way the Lord's been helping you. I can see you growing. There's a good soldier right there. Be strong in the Lord. These other young men, I love the way the Lord's, they've been putting on the armor. Amen. You ever battle thoughts. I mean, when you're out there testifying, is that what ever, ever told you? People don't want to hear you. That's the way it works, isn't it? I want to tell you something. If you keep fighting that, putting that down, and go on anyway, there'll be a time the Lord will anoint you beyond what you ever expected. Amen. Just keep fighting against that. After a while, you do battle and it becomes so beneath you. Strong in the Lord. May God bless you. Let's stand together. I know we took a while, but I'm going to start off with a little song. We're, we're out of order this morning. I've enlisted as a soldier. I am mighty on man. Marching out to battle. Got my weapons in my hand. Ooh. Oh, Ray. I look around this church, I see soldiers. Echoes of Holiness Radio as a big heart for the people all around the world. If it were possible, we'd love to go personally to it country. We here at Echoes of Holiness want to say. Thank you for making it possible to travel around the world with you, the holiness people. A big thank you to our listeners from coast to coast and all around the world. It would be impossible to name all the places this station has been here. In the United States. In Honduras and the Philippines. In the United Kingdom. And in the Netherlands. And in South Africa. And in Dominican Republic. And in Nicaragua. And in Guatemala and Papua New Guinea and Panama, and in Bangladesh, Sweden, Canada, and Spain. And in New Zealand, Iran, India, and in Pakistan. And in Slovakia, South Korea, Ghana, and Germany. And in Malaysia, Japan, Peru, and Kenya. And in Iraq, Kuwait, Belize, and Colombia. And in Mexico, Serbia, and many more. Echoes of Holiness's radio, it streams mostly gospel singing 24-7, with about three hours of preaching. Most of our listeners are not internet surfers. They listen largely from only one source. Thank you, Daddy, 
and Mama, for keeping the rest of the internet locked for me. Therefore with the different time zones and schedules we offer that day's preaching for on-demand listen. Thank you for providing the station also in Spanish. Nicos de Santidad playing, Bible reading, singing, instrumental music, preaching and teaching in Spanish. Instrumental music makes great background music for praying. There's also Echoes de Santidad podcast where the Bible reading is available for each day. Thank you. Thank you the listeners and contributors that make this possible. Thank you for traveling with us around the world, right here on Echoes of Holiness Radio.